Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Time Fun Podcast. I'm your girl, girl and let's get started. Alright, as a preface to everything, I had quite a few drinks, so I'm a little bit buzzed, but hey, all good, right? All good in the hood. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit loose, so I really felt like making a little podcast. Um, it's been a while since I did some of the episode ones, um, particularly the series about, um, what are we on? Oh, Halo, of course, and of course, of Moon Knight. I skipped those over because we talked about uh, what's called the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and that was a little bit of a long one, almost half an hour, so a little bit of a stretch, but I felt like, man, that was a lot of things I had to say, a lot of feelings I had about that movie, and yeah, um, that's why I didn't include anything else, although I did mean to talk about Halo, I did mean to talk about the last uh, season finale, if it is a season finale, not series finale, of the um, Moon Knight series. But I decided, okay, I'll hold off because that was kind of long. Let's talk about it now in my next podcast. So here we are. And yeah, let's get started again. <laughs> let's start off with, um, you know, what? Halo because I usually start with Halo because that seems to be the one that I kind of don't like as much as I do uh, as much as I like Moon Knight and I'm going to be talking about all the latest episodes the series finale of both so we got series finale of Halo and we got the series finale of Moon Knight and for the series finale of Halo episode 8 what was it Uh, let me look it up real quick while I'm talking about this Halo episode eight. Um, Allegiance. Okay. So, man, was this quite the episode? We've got Master Chief, and he's uh, got himself a girlfriend now. <laughs> McKee, the character that was made purely for this show, is now uh, knocking boots with Master Chief. And because of that, it is the downfall of Reach. So, yeah, that's the gist of the episode, or gist of the finale. And, holy crap. I mean, who would have guessed that it would have gone there? Um, actually, you know what? We had all indications to believe that it was going to head there. Because we had Master Chief, he took off his helmet in the first episode. We have Naked Master Chief within the middle of the episode, or series. And then we have Master Chief um, knocking boots, meaning, you know, having relations <laughs> with McKee. So, yeah. Oh, man. Um, overall, this episode, I don't know. Um, it's definitely leading towards another kind of Halo story. A story definitely made for TV that includes a lot of drama, includes a lot of, uh, how do you say this, um, intrigue. And, you know, like I said, drama, because you got to build up drama for shows, especially TV shows. Otherwise, you can't just be about war all the time, even though that's what we kind of want. We want Halo. We want war. We want, you know, UNSC versus the Covenant and all that kind of shit. So, man, uh, this episode was something. It's a series finale, and we're leading off with Master Chief, who... 
does he have a girlfriend or does he not have a girlfriend? I uh, kind of don't know. I just know he has relations with this McKee girl because they're both similar. They can both activate the artifacts. And um, yeah, that's it, basically. So they have the ability to find the Halo things, which according to McKee in the Covenant is like to reach godly powers. And to the UNC, they're thinking it's like some kind of super weapon. And I don't know who's right. Well, they're both kind of right in some sort of way, right? <laughs> but yeah, who knows? I mean, according to UNSC, like I said, they think it's some kind of super weapon, which kind of is. I mean, based on the games, it's... Actually, I don't even know, because I wasn't really into the games. I played it, but I really don't know. So I'm just taking everything that this show has at face value and just soaking it up. I mean, it is what it is. We, we all know what it is. It, it's just a different kind of show. It's based on the Halo series, the Halo game, but it's totally nothing like the game. We already knew that right off the bat, so we're in for a ride of whatever it's taking us. Um, but at least it's finally showing what the hell it's all about and not just uh, are we doing the game? Are we doing some other thing? And yeah, for sure, it's doing some other thing. And it's all right. As long as we can realize and you know understand that this is something different, then we could all be in agreement that this isn't your typical Halo game story. This is something else completely different. And all right. So, I mean, it's great that they reference a lot of things that are, uh, is part of the, the game lore. Uh, so for all of you fans out there that love the game lore, hey, cool. Or not so cool. Just think of this as a show loosely based on Halo. That, that, that's all we're going to get here. You can't say this is a show about Halo because it's definitely not exactly that. It's a show that is basically has Halo characters, but it's its own thing entirely. I mean... All the ages are different, all the backstories are different, all the ways that they interact with each other is different. Heck, the way that the main character is different. You've got a Master Chief who's basically got feelings now. You basically, you see his face, his butt naked body, <laughs> like all the time. So, yeah, right off the bat, you know it's different. So, enjoy it. Enjoy for the, for the show. Enjoy it for the story. Enjoy it for whatever it is. Because if you look too much into it, you're, you're going to be disappointed. So do yourself a favor. And hey, if you like what it's doing with the show, you know, keep watching. If you don't, then I guess uh, we won't catch you watching it next season. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. Um, I don't know too much about the game lore. I just know enough about it, but I'm pretty sure there's no scene with Master Chief and McKee both touching an artifact and appearing in some kind of other planet where they see the Halo artifact or ring or whatever it's going to be in this show. Who knows if it's even a transporter portal or actual weapon. It's something. I mean, it, it could just be another uh 
way to communicate with those people who created it, right? Whatever they're called. I forgot what they're called. Um, space runners or <laughs> whatever they're called. I forgot what they're called. But anyways, this episode, yeah, it's very story driven. Again, it's just trying to move the plot along, move in a direction of where the directors produce it. Well, it's showrunners basically want to show us where it's headed. And like I said, it's drama. It's a TV show. It's a TV series. They got to include some kind of drama. It would run dry very quickly if it was just about a robotic Master Chief. Because, let's face it, the game hero, Master Chief, is very robotic. He's, yeah, he's a human. He's a Spartan. But there's hardly any emotion to him. He's just a soldier. He's just a Spartan. Right? Uh, You guys tell me if I'm wrong. But, I mean, he has a little bit of feelings there. But (laughs) definitely not to the degree that we see in this show. Definitely not in this series. I mean, yeah, takes off his inhibitor chip. He, like, gets mad at Cortana. Uh, He tries to kill Dr. Halsey. He uh, gets very emotional about his parents' past. And he even freaking has a girlfriend now. (laughs) What in the world are we at? Yeah? Uh, That's interesting. I was hoping uh, maybe we'd see a little bit more action there, but hey, I guess for the main character stuff, they don't want to show too much, I guess, anymore. Yeah. But things go wrong, as they always do. So, what's her name? Miranda Keys, the daughter of Dr. Halsey and Captain Keys. Uh, she translates this audio transmission that came from one of their ships that was attacked and finds out that it was McKee who voice the uh whatever i forgot what it's called sangheli yeah sangheli voice or vocals to whatever transmission she did off the ship and she said oh my gosh it was her she she was responsible for all those soldiers killed on that ship and right as they were going to trust her to activate the artifact with master chief but even then you know dr halsey had her own plans with taking the other spartan soldiers to kidnap Master Chief and the key and the artifact and get them away from UNSC. But, you know, as always, things don't go as planned. And let's see, Cortana betrays Dr. Halsey. I'm not sure it's really betrayal though, because Cortana is tied to Master Chief. So you would think it's in her best interest to, you know, make sure Master Chief is all good because that's where she's implanted. But at the same time, you find out, which I I don't know if I was paying attention before or never, or just it suddenly just appeared that Dr. Halsey's plan kind of all along was to basically inoculate, you know, make Master Chief um, brain dead or like out of the picture in his mind and have Cortana take over and take over his body so that she would have a physical body to have. Well, I mean... I don't know when or where that was ever referenced in the previous episodes, but I do not recall that at all. I mean, do any of you? Please let me know if you do, because I don't. And it just threw me out of left field. It's like, oh, okay. Dr. Halsey's plan all along for Cortana was to uh, make Master Chief brain dead so she could, Cortana could take over? Yeah, okay. 
Fucking A, man. Um, Cortana has more humanity in her as an AI versus Dr. Halsey. Jeez. Because, yeah, Cortana, like, just says, uh, nope. Uh, block Dr. Halsey and protect Master Chief. She uh, warns Master Chief about her plans about those other Spartans that are going to kidnap him. And so he's able to kind of stop him. Well, actually, Kai was there to help out because, you know, she had her in headwear chip. So she wasn't totally mind controlled by Dr. Halsey. But of course, as Dr. Halsey figured out that Kai had um, removed her implant, so she had no inhibition or whatever you call it. She had the other two Spartans, uh, Riz and Vanek. Is his name Vanek? Yeah. Um, knock her out. <laughs> Basically, handcuff her to the bathroom sink. Of course, that's not enough for to stop Spartan. So just in the nick of time, she was able to save Master Chief as he was getting beaten up by Riz and Vanek and pretty much uh, saved the day. So he doesn't get knocked out or possibly even killed just to get the artifact. Because surprisingly enough, even Dr. Halsey didn't even really care for Master Chief's life. She's all like, oh, we have McKee. She's able to activate the artifact. We don't need Master Chief anymore. <laughs> like what the fuck oh man Dr. Halsey is like just ruthless she's like cold blooded even using the fact of like okay I'm kind of going back backwards here but man she used her own daughter like pretending to care for her only to be able to get close enough so that she can do a retinal scan of her daughter's eyes so she can get back you know control using her daughter's like retinal skin like biometrics passcode thing whatever they do there and yeah she Dr. House has no care in the world whatsoever as long as she only meets her objective and is able to do what she needs to do jeez yeah man screw that <laughs> but whatever I don't know she's you gotta have something like that of course she had to be written that way in order to make this you know there's in movies and shows there's the bad guy right we all know there's the bad guy but then there's always this other big bad guy who's just worse than the bad guy you know what i mean you know what i'm saying you know there's the normal antagonist there's always the bad guy of the show but then there's always some bigger figure in the background and based on this latest episode it seems like it's dr halsey all along even though she's human, even though she's part of UNSC, or was, until this very end part, she's just looking for something to, I don't know, prove herself, or make herself more grand, give herself more powers, I don't, is it power she seeks? Is it really knowledge she seeks, or what is it? Because she has no care for anyone, she just only wants what's good for her or what she claims is for humanity but let's face it she's only wanting what's good for her right yeah right oh man so much to go on this show so much to go on this series I, I... <laughs> okay basis of it got that little confrontation got that little thing going on so 
of course, he gets the other Spartans to attack Master Chief. Master Chief has to defend himself. Tells McKee to go away. Because McKee goes away. And Randy Keys like runs up to them and says, Oh, she's responsible. She's responsible for all those Marines' deaths. She's the one that called that distress beacon to the Covenant. Blah, yada, yada. Um, yeah. And then McKee, of course, they all have her right next to the artifact. Just within... You know, hands reach. She's able to grasp it and then just do that whole like EMP shockwave thing, whatever it happens whenever Master Chief or McKee touches an artifact. And yeah, they, once she does that, then they disappear or I don't know, is it a mind warp or telekinesis? It's something. So Master Chief and McKee are on that planet again where they see the halo rings and halo ring or rings i don't know i I didn't really see the details of it but anyways she's all like i'm sorry john and then so she tells him that as she's standing and he's all crouched down and he's all like what the fuck (laughs) Uh, and then everything disappears and then that's end of the show um yeah i don't know what to think it's something that's brewing something that's building up for this halo show and we're all gonna have to decide ourselves whether that's a good thing or a bad thing i mean i'm in it for the ride i'll see i'm kind of vested in it as as much as i griped about the whole series the whole show early on it's kind of growing on me um kind of like you know you have some food you don't like it but you know you still need to eat food so you just keep having it right yeah so something like that you need to sustain your life so you eat whatever it is offered to you yeah that's kind of how i feel about this show about this series this halo series there yeah i hope series two they really lay on making a better storyline adding a lot more action and maybe I don't know, just keep Master Chief with his helmet on or helmet off, whatever. Screw it. Just do one way or the other, not just this back and forth, because I'm tired of that, man. He just needs to just, like, keep on the mask. Keep on the helmet, I mean, and do his thing, right? Be out there, be a Spartan, be a hero. Save the UNSC. (laughs) Cool cool all right so yeah that's my little tidbit for halo series uh episode eight season season finale probably yeah season finale allegiance we'll see we'll see what goes on for next season i'm sure it'll be a next season they did a season two of picard they did multiple seasons of discovery (laughs) and the shows weren't so great afterwards oh man um yeah so we'll get a halo series too i'm sure of it yeah all right what about you guys what did you all think do you agree with what i say do you agree with how i feel about this series this show uh do you think this is really awesome (laughs) or is it really crappy let me know in the comments or emails or twitter i found mostly on email mostly on twitter Uh, that's what i usually check and yeah hit me up let me know so we can keep discussing this halo series cool cool 
Alright then, enough about that. And let's move on to the next show. And now. Alright, let's talk about Moon Knight. Series finale, episode 6, which is, what? Gods and Monsters, I believe? Yeah. And, I don't know, man. Um, this was the kind of worry that I had uh, leading up to this episode, is that they had all this buildup of the story. They had all this time to get to episode 6. Knowing this is only a 6-series episode, or 6-episode series, I mean. And it was rushed if i had to think about what this was like to me this was akin similar to game of thrones ep- uh, season eight whatever the last season i forgot already it's just like that everything seems to just rush to get to the point across of what's happening in the show what's going on what's the resolution and where does it move forward it's kind of just like hey here we go we need to end the show because we don't have any more episodes and let's kind of just burn through everything that we had and it doesn't even touch on like a lot of things that happened in earlier in the series from episode one two three you know like what you'd expect out of marvel you know because they always tie in like the earlier episodes they always tie in earlier movies they always put in something and there was none of that it was a straightforward just okay uh continue off from the last episode uh, Mark Spector or Stephen Grant, whoever persona, whatever, was shot by Arthur Harrow and presumably dead. Except we all know that um, Mark Grant, I was just trying to say, yeah, Stephen Grant or Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, they were on that um, afterlife process with Tarawet. And yeah, Stephen got stuck in the sand and Mark went to the Field of Reeds. And that would have been his afterlife, so he chose, if he chose that. But of course, he grew a heart, <laughs> so to say, and he's like, yeah, I can't do this. I gotta go back for Steven. And so he does. And somehow I was able to free Steven. And I guess the god Osiris was benevolent to them and opened up the gates so that they could return to the living. And that's what they did. And in the real world, I guess it was kind of also, what's her name's, um, Layla's kind of thing, as she just, uh, released Conchu from his stone prism, or stone prison, whatever you call it, and was able to allow Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, to come back to life, essentially, using Layla and Tarawit as a conduit, and... I don't know, man. I, I really wanted to like this series overall. I really wanted to like this episode overall. But I knew beforehand that there's just going to be piecing issues. There's going to be things that just didn't flow right. It just felt like it just got rushed to be finished just for the sake of being finished. And to lead on to whatever needs to be next. Whether that's going to be a movie or if it's going to be another season. Because... It, I don't know. So, a lot of things that happen in here just seem so rushed. You know, I know we had the buildup of uh, Layla always like saying that she doesn't want to be the avatar for Conchu, 
but she ends up being the avatar for Tarawit you know, due to the circumstances. And that's cool. I mean, I have no problems, no qualms no whatsoever. No problems with her being, you know, this, the first Egyptian superhero, which is cool. Whether she becomes the Red Scarab or whatever they call her. Um, but just the execution of everything could have been a lot better. Could have been a better story. I think they just rushed it. That's all I can say. Oh, you out there. This is going to be a short one on Moon Knight just because of how I feel. I was kind of let down, so to speak. I wanted more out of it than what I got. I felt like it could have been another, you know, two episodes to do this finale. You know, two episodes to do a finale would have been you know, more sufficient, I'd say. Even though I think there's still a lot more story that could have gone, a lot more background, a lot more just kind of explaining things. But, hey, they did what they did. And it kind of makes me think it's because they got this Egyptian director who's fairly new. And maybe that's why they put a little trust into him. And, you know, he did an okay job, but not to the same you know, level as we could expect out of any normal Marvel director. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. Or not. Maybe you don't know what I'm saying. And I'm just um, speaking, you know, just nonsense to everyone. But hey, those are my thoughts, those are my feelings, those are my whatever of what I feel about this series, about this Moon Knight show. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough. Like I said, I really wanted to like the show, I really wanted to like the series, but it kind of falls down. I mean, for me, it's still Loki on top, excuse me still Loki that's number one basically um, it's closely followed by WandaVision especially with you know the, the Doctor Strange movie that just came out Multiverse of Madness you know it's like basically that's a direct sequel to WandaVision and I've already talked with a whole bunch of people who said that man they didn't get it because they didn't watch WandaVision it's like how did you know Wanda or Scarlet Witch or become bad like all of a sudden well duh watch WandaVision then you'll get it. You'll understand why. And that kind of reminds me that not everyone who is a Marvel fan or, you know, a fan of these comic book superhero movie kind of stuff or genre, whatever, you know, not everyone watches everything that's available to them. And I, I got to remind myself to be conscious of that. I got to remind myself, okay, this is why I put content the way I, I put out and why we have so much people, so many people that are like into listening to these kinds of podcasts, kind of YouTube, like different things about Marvel shows whatsoever, because everyone has their own take and not everyone knows the whole story because not everyone watches everything. Not everyone sees every Marvel movie that comes out. Not every person sees every Marvel show that comes out. They just watch, okay, uh, this one sounds pretty good. Let me check it out and see. Not realizing that, holy crap, you just missed out on all the previous movies and shows, the history of these characters that makes them the way they are now in this movie. And it's unfortunate. I mean, as much as Marvel says, you know, they try to make these movies and shows like kind of independent and, you know, self-sufficient in a way. If you really don't watch all the prior shows and movies and everything else, then you're you're basically missing out. 
everything tied in. Like, I know <laughs> we're talking about Moon Knight here, but then in a way, you know, it, it's talking about Egyptian gods. You know, we're talking about gods here. And then what's coming up about gods? You know, Thor, Love and Thunder, which is going to be, you know, the Norse gods and then also apparently the uh, Greek gods, you know, Zeus and all that stuff. Because what's going to happen? We're going to get Gord, the God Butcher. The God Butcher. Be that name. If you're not familiar with his character, he's someone who goes around and kills gods. And that's what we're getting in Thor Love and Thunder. Next up, let's switch up uh, in July. So that's the next movie that we're anticipating. And next movie that you know I'll definitely be watching and reviewing. And until then, we still got a whole lot of other content in the Marvel side. We still got, uh, what do we got? Well, not Marvel side. We got Star Wars side. Obi-Wan. Yeah, we got Obi-Wan that's coming up in the end of May here. Was it May 27th? Whatever it is. The end of May, basically. So definitely going to be watching that. So much hype. I just hope he gets executed well. Because, you know, I kind of worried. Kind of worried with how Moon Knight was so, like, amped up, pumped up, whatever. It was advertised the hell out of everything. And, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed how Oscar Isaac portrayed his multiple personality characters. I enjoyed Ethan Hawke as his character. I enjoyed uh, Mei Kalamaui as her Layla. And yeah, just about everyone. It was very well acted. It's just the story was not as well. It was, in my opinion, poorly executed for a six series or six episode series. It just didn't flow right. It felt like, okay, got story, 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 build up, episode one, two, three, four, five. Oh, okay, we got a finale. Let's uh, wrap this up, fellas. All right, boom, done. <laughs> I mean, even with all the extra scenes, like, okay. Yeah, confirmed, Jake Lockley. Duh, we all kind of knew that. I mean, anyone who kind of listened or watched the show saw that. Okay, there's some other personality beyond Mark Spector and Stephen Grant. Obviously, there's another third person. And confirm, it's Jake Lockley, who apparently has a Spanish accent. <laughs> so, yeah, Mark Spector, the American. Stephen Grant, the British guy. And now Jake Lockley, the Spanish uh, American named guy. Yeah. And Conchu made this deal. Okay, yeah. Hey, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, you're free from your duties as Moon Knight. Or your duties as my avatar. Oh, guess what? You got other personalities. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. So, hey, you're still tied. Your body is still tied as my avatar. Just not that personality. So, I think that's where we're leading to in the second season for Moon Knight. If we get a second season. Or maybe a movie that they might be pushing for who knows it can go either way although i will say that it's cool that we got moon knight it's cool that we got layla's egyptian superhero those are all cool really good things that's definitely stuff we could always have used for whatever goes on in the marvel cinematic universe and i'm all for it i just really hope 
and wish that the story still is compelling, that the story still is something that makes sense, that it's a gradual you know, buildup to whatever show, series, movie, story, Marvel story buildup. And not just like, okay, la da da da. Oh, wait, finish. Yeah. None of that. Let's have good stories. Let's enjoy these characters. Let's have fun and enjoy what we got, right? Right. Cool, guys. All right. So that's all about what I've got for Moon Knight. It wasn't much of a oh, real overview here. Not too much in detail, but just my feelings, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, I've had quite a few to drink, so I just felt like spreading this out while, while I was still up and ready, ready and willing to talk about it. And yeah, that's what we got here. So thank you. I hope you all enjoyed you know, listening to this podcast. I hope you all enjoyed listening to me. So until next time, have a fantastic day.